we come to you with another fabulous episode, we hope, from Jack Rabbit Brewing in West Sacramento, California. This has been a long time coming, this visit, and um, they have laid out a number of stouts uh, for us here. Um, now, we're going to do this kind of differently this time in that I am here in person. Uh, I, I have some of the previous releases. Um, I've been hoarding them in the beer fridge. And then we have some new releases that are here on tap as actually one that was released um, as of yesterday. So we're um, being joined by Mike Stone here in-house and then out in the uh, the great beyond. Uh, we have Joey Gonzalez, Chris Knapp, and Glenn Krim. So once again, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Stoutcast. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, man, thanks for having us. We've it's it's literally we've been in conversations for probably two years, and it finally today is like, hey, can you do Wednesday? I'm like, uh, yeah. So so we're here. Right so, on twenty four hours notice, we're here, and we do have a couple more stouts that we may have had uh, a couple years ago. So worth the wait. Fantastic. All right, so we have the maple pecan, we have the um, the temple, and then we have the. Uh, full saucer cream, and then we have the Imperia, and then we have the chocolate. So, um, in generally lowest to highest, we'll leave the Imperia for last, and then we'll start with your choice of whichever of the ones that we already have in glasses. I'd start with the chocolate. Um, I think the chocolate's a little bit of a lighter note than the uh, the lactose. I'm not a huge lactose fan myself, so uh, I would tend to go for stouts without lactose in them. Okay, so tell me about the chocolate. What's in it besides chocolate, and uh, and how did we come to get it? Uh, so there is um, chocolate malt. There's some carafa malt. Uh, base malt is two-row, uh, and there is a healthy amount of uh, liquid shellaca in um, the beer uh, after fermentation. Is that like avocado? It's not. <laughs> it's like a liquid chocolate. Um, it is uh, not chalky uh, or bitter, but it's definitely got that really chocolatey note to it, and it definitely comes through in the in the beer. Having tried it pre and post chocolate, it definitely comes through quite a bit. All right, so I've had this in the can or something like it from a previous version. What's going to be different between the version that we're going to have here and the one that's in the can, which I believe we've already rated in fairly and somewhat highly? Uh, it should be the exact same beer. You, sh- you sure? Uh, it depends on how old this beer is. So the chocolate. Uh, the chocolate um, stout here is one of our um, flagship beers, so it is done. Uh, the recipe is at least a couple years old, um, so it should be exactly the same. Fantastic. Well, sometimes, like, you know, you'll have, like, the beer, and like, okay, well, it's going to be better in person. It's going to be better on draft. It's not going to be the same in the can for whatever reasons. And so there's usually, like, an apology, like, set up there. I led you right into the apology, and then you ran screaming the other way. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, cans are a great way to um, save the flavor of beer. Uh, I'm a really big fan of canning. I think um, it allows you to control not just your oxygen, um, dissolved oxygen in the package, but also uh, light light content, uh, things like that through the bottle. So um, it's the best way to preserve beer, in my opinion. And the uh, and the labeling. Tell me about the beer art, because some of your beer art is, is awesome, and this one including. Who does the art for you? I only know his first name is Andy. Uh, I'm going to apologize to Andy straight away because I uh, don't remember his last name. Uh, I think he is a genius. A lot of times we just kind of give him a name uh, or an idea, and he he runs with it. So he does a great job. It's one less thing for us to think about and worry about. That's okay, Mark. I'm not very good with names either. (laughs) All right. All right. So um, one of my favorite things about this beer is the smell. Um, just because it's it's just it's sweet, but it's not overly sweet. You've got a little bit of the chocolate there, um, and then when you have it, then it's not it's not like super chocolatey. It's not like a double chocolate or whatever, but it's just kind of like smooths everything out. Yeah, I think that's why we like the chalaca as opposed to cocoa nibs or something else that you can use to bring that chocolate flavor. Um, I've experimented with using a lot of chocolate malt uh, as you know. 20 plus percent of the, the total grist um, and that can come off a little astringent uh, so we've kind of settled on this as the smoothest way to impart that uh, especially on the aroma side it really has a great chocolate aroma on it all right yeah it's got a great taste it's very drinkable um, it is it's it's very smooth in fact it's so smooth it's it's 
I'm not sure that I'm getting a whole lot of chocolate, which is sort of like you see the chocolate bunny on the th- on the can, and you're like, ah, I really like expecting a lot of chocolate, and it's like, oh, that's nice. So nice in our world is usually so the rating system is excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, cat. If cat replaces fail, um, and it also it's basically signifies that you would not feed it to the animal in oh, question, I and see. so so that it's the nice way. It's the it's the it's the two thousand it's the twenty twenty one way of saying uh, cat. So this is definitely not a cat. This would be oh, definitely cool. good to very good. Thank yeah, you. yeah. You're like looking at me, going, really? You're going to start off with uh, with that? Oh, that's, no, that's, uh, that's that's nice. I'm not personally offended by your rating. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> so all right. Well, um, so there's one down. Um, nice. And what's the alcohol that we... Six and a half percent. Okay. And the bitterness on this is like, what, two? Uh, it's a little bit more than two, but it's under 50. Uh, so it's, you know, I would guess in the 20 neighborhood. Okay, fantastic. All I right. put a lot of stock into IBUs um, specifically. Um, so I don't really try. It's kind of like an indicator, but it's yeah. not really... I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't. Uh, I guess some people look at it like, "Oh, that'll that'll tell me." And sometimes it really does. If it's like really high, then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get a bitter beer. Yeah, there are a lot of variables that go into um, IBUs too that aren't always uh, calculated. So, um, for instance, Whirlpool hops are generally counted in breweries as zero IBU. Yet, if it's above a certain uh, temperature, it will utilize alpha acids in the hops, and it will create bitterness even in the Whirlpool side. All right, so this one has, uh, well, pecans on the outside. So do you like pecans? I don't. <laughs> do you like pecan pie? I do not. Have you ever had a Pekingese? Uh, I have not had a Pekingese either. Yeah, so pretty much. So then why did we make this beer? <laughs> I do love maple syrup. There we go. That's one of the two. So it's so what are we going to expect from this? And as a non-pecan lover, is it pecan or pecan? Uh, I think it's pecant. Um, but uh, on the pecans, hopefully it's a little on the lighter side. I think we did uh, brew this for my flavor, my taste buds. Um, so it's a little lighter on the pecan side. Uh, hopefully we're still picking up uh, maple syrup a couple months on from the release day of the beer. Um, yeah. Let's try it. Oh, wow. The maple comes out, like, immediately. Oh, yeah. And the nuts are, like, kind of in the rearview mirror. Which means that you and I are pretty much in a similar area on the uh, the oh, taste bud range. Yeah. Yes, five point five percent alcohol by volume. Uh, the label is uh, fall colors: brown, orange, and tan, with uh, pecans growing off of a maple tree, which is not something you see every day unless you're in a local lab. And we won't go into that because that's kind of a hot topic. Um, yeah, I like it's uh it's not pastry, but it's definitely it's definitely sweeter. Yeah, so, I would I would put it almost on the borderline of a of a pastry salad. I mean, um, we yeah we do have quite a bit of maple syrup in this beer. I think it. I don't remember um, exactly where it, the finishing gravity was, but there's still a decent amount of residual sugar in this beer. Have you ever had it with pancakes? I have not had it with pancakes. Is that a problem if you've had your beer with pancakes? Oh, not at all. No, no problem. I'm just a savory breakfast guy. All right. (laughs) Savory breakfast. I like that. No, I'm not drinking for breakfast. I'm having a savory breakfast. Yeah, that's that's good thinking. Um, It seems to me to be really fizzy. It is pretty fizzy. It's really holding the carbonation well for, I don't remember when the date, package date is. 1997. December. December. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's holding up great for uh, being a six-month-old beer. So how do you do that? Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of that is done on the packaging side. Um, So I think it has to do with your starting carbonation level um, and then the way that you package the beer, um, which we do use uh, mobile packers, and they do a great job. Well, generally, we uh, we give extra credit for uh, beers that uh, deliver as promised. It's got a little bit of the of the nuttiness of the of the pecans. It's got a lot of maple, and thankfully, the maple comes first in the name, so that's excellent. Um, and then the the can art always gives a little extra, um, and so yeah, I'm going to go a solid, very good on this. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sort of mystified. I don't think I've ever had a beer this fizzy that didn't come out of something that i could make a hat out of the container oh, cool yeah this is um 
this is definitely an interesting beer. Uh, it was a labor of love. We definitely had to uh, hand roast all of the pecans that went in there. Um, so it definitely took us a while. Like in an oven, or how do you go about it? Uh, we actually did it with a blowtorch on a... Um, <laughs> all my trade seekers. We did it with a blowtorch on uh, a bunch of sheet pans. You know, the number of times that the Stoutcast podcast has put together labor of the words love and blowtorch. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a recurring theme. Perfect. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all right. That's, uh, that's solid. And now, as you can hear the sounds of beers opening across the globe, we now turn to our expert panel, Joey Gonzalez, Glenn Krim, and Chris Knapp, who join us partway through this excursion into the Jackrabbit Brewing Company. And you guys know a little bit about the um, about the beer and how it's made. Uh, first, what do we think of the can art? I like it. Yeah, I, I agree. It, yeah, I think it's uh, at least the the art. It's it's beautiful. The uh, pecans are very prominent. Yes, the maple leaves. Yeah, and you got that little bottle of maple syrup right there. So and I assume when they go and they say seasonal beer, this is more of a fall beer because it has fall colors with the browns, the yellows. Um, uh, yes, it was actually canned uh, in the uh, during winter. Fantastic. So, um, but with the with the maple and the with the maple in it, I, I I don't know. I mean, you, with a can, you hope, and especially with a stout, you hope that uh, that it holds up. And I think you shouldn't have to drink a beer like two days after you buy it in order for it to, to hold up. So um, I, really, I, agree. I really like this beer. I like it. It's sweet. I like, I like the sweet stuff. Um, uh, and I like that I didn't get the pecan. So what do you guys think? Uh, I, I agree. I don't think it's overly sweet, though, which uh, was my fear when I saw maple pecan was that we were going to get another one of those like cherry pie abominations <laughs> that I still have nightmares about um they did a really nice job with this <laughs> the uh the maple is 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 prominent but not overpowering um it's still got a nice taste um nice stout taste a really nice body to it you know it's a little bit thicker leaves a little bit of a coating in the mouth but not necessarily in a bad way um yeah i don't taste any pecan there at all which i'm okay with um I do like pecan pie and, and pecanese, but I'm fine with not having pecan in my stout. So yeah, overall, I think they did a great job. All right. I'm going to ask just because um, I'm, I'm getting some like breakup from Glenn. Are you guys hearing that too? Over sounds like over modulation. No. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> uh, we will edit that part out though. That's probably just my end um, and not the end I'm sitting on. Okay. So Glenn, you got a grade for it? I am going to give it a good. Yeah, good. Fair enough. All right, Joey or Chris, who wants to go ahead? Yes, so I'll go ahead and go. Um, I really like this. It's, it's, it's very good. Um, I don't, uh, again, you know, maple pecan. I don't know whether or not I'm supposed to be tasting maple syrup, pecan pie, whatever. I still like it. You know, it doesn't matter. Cut it down the middle. I still like it. I do get much more maple. It's syrupy. It's interesting to me that there's oatmeal in there. Um, and then in it's sweet. I don't know if they would consider this a, a you know, a, a pastry stout or an oatmeal stout. Who cares? All in all, it's still, it's still very good. Um, so um, I was going to ask you again, it's been a while for the rating system but i think i have it right on the nose and i'm gonna go with the very good on this uh, for those of you uh, judging at home uh, excellent very good good fair poor cat uh all right so we've got a good a very good uh, uh, a, ve a very good you're sorry very, i'm you're very good uh, yeah I'm, I'm stepping back i'm giving it a <laughs> nice i'm giving it a very good that was that was my bad um that was my intention was very good Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Chris. Yes, I agree with it's very good. Uh, I can, I can taste the maple and I actually do love pecan pie, uh, but yeah, I cannot taste the pecan. I guess it, if they put the pecan in there to knock down the maple, what would happen if they didn't put the pecan in? I think it'd be overpowering with maple. Mm. But it, it is very good, very drinkable. And I do enjoy that. It is only a 5.5. <laughs> Um, so you can have a couple of these 
if you're so inclined and you won't get knocked out. So or up. Yes. Yeah, we're up. <laughs> but so yes, very good, very drinkable, very delicious, and the maple is very yes, it's very tasty. Okay, so we're going to go to the 6.1% next. We learned early on in the podcast, Mike, that when you start off with um, something with super heavy flavors or super high alcohol, that everything else gets a rating of kind of thin, or I expected more. <laughs> Understandable, yeah. I, I did a uh, beer judging competition uh, last week. And started with double and triple IPA and worked my way down, so it was pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it would be. And actually, I just kind of threw up in my mouth when you said double or triple IPA. But that's not not, not yours. Not what, is, what is your favorite? Uh, Pilsner's Lagers. Um, I'm a, a big um, German beer fan, so I love all kind of European continental Pilsners. Um, I do like IPAs, and I like double IPAs, uh, but they have to be very fresh. Working in a brewery, I don't really drink beer that gets very old. And especially with the hoppy stuff, the hops tend to fall off, um, you know, pretty quickly. And isn't that why stouts are better beer than all the rest? Is oh, because absolutely. they last longer? Absolutely. They keep you warm and they last long. That's right. All right. So we're going to the full saucer, which I have not seen in stores, but, you know, who knows? Um, it's blue with a flying saucer over. Oh, it's, it's, bringing, it's, 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 it's putting a cow. In, into the into the saucer for some sort of um, experiment. Uh, it's a cream stout. Uh, the label's blue. It has different types of UFO ships. Um, dates for notable cases of cows being sucked up into airships. Yeah, absolutely. And then what, what's over here? Abductions. Who and where? It's got all kinds of... So, again, the can art is oh and it's even got UFO, ufo sighting locations on earth by country this is phenomenal some of andy's best work right there this is <laughs> i mean you know why go to the library when you can go to jackrabbit and it's probably all true all of the facts on there they're probably, probably really you know in this day and age of journalism those don't really they're seem true. to matter they're true enough yeah, yeah totally. it's yeah good you know why why screw up a good story with facts absolutely i'm sure they all are true so all right. Well, the can art's fantastic, and what are we expecting? Um, I would expect a, a pretty lactose-forward beer. I mean, this is definitely uh, for the the people that like the lattes over the espressos. Um, it definitely has that lactose for me. It reminds me quite a bit of the first one, but I'm getting a lot. Of, I'm getting some of that creamy, that creaminess though. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there's a prohibition against mouthfeel. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just a yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a Bob Moffat prohibition, and okay. occasionally brewers uh, will troll me oh, during okay. the episodes, and then and then yeah, it's just about no, it, about mouthfeel. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's one of those like uh, like one of those snobbery things that like people like just like to drop in there. Well, and, do they like it or, yeah, or just whatever? It's oh, just like okay. oh, the mouthfeel. And so yeah, so I just thought it would. It does have, you know, I think it has a pretty full mouthfeel. Oh, damn it. More full of a mouthfeel than the uh, the chocolate. And then the trolling began. I should have just shut up. I should have not even opened my mouth. Uh, There are are slightly more um, dark malts in the base beer of this one than there were in the chocolate. So the chocolate is going to be a little bit lighter. Um, This also doesn't have actual chocolate in it. But it's, I mean, mean, it's it's just really, it's just really smooth. It's, um... I kind of like that, you know, I, I, I like being able to identify, like, what I'm drinking, and sometimes I like being confused, and sometimes if it comes at you in waves, then those are all different different kinds, but, like, some people would go, oh, it's one note. Yeah, but the one note's really good. So, what is the note that we're going for? The note that we were going for this was uh, lactose, was cream, um, was almost to be like that um, chocolate milk style. Um, yeah easy to drink not as much carbonation on this as the uh, maple pecan by the way i love the uh, the finish of all three just because there's not that terrible bitter yeah. um aftertaste which makes people go god i don't like stouts yeah the aftertaste well, yeah well it's it's because they dumped a whole bunch of hops in it yeah uh we definitely try not to over hop our stouts um we generally use fuggle um things like that this is a 
It's a this show is also listened to by children. So oh. could you keep it clean? Oh yes, absolutely. Right. UK fuggle. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, this is really good. I um, thank you. I uh, definitely get the cream. There's kind of it. Does, there is kind of stages of it. Um, the cream, and then I kind of get the fizziness, and then I get the finish. Um, the finish is kind of. How would you describe the finish? I'm not sure if I'm a fan. Are you? Um, I'm not a fan of lactose, <laughs> so I can't put that out there at the beginning. Um, so I don't like. Well, I the like the beginning. I'm not, I'm not much of a fan of the beginning or the end. Um, it's a great, it's a great beer, but it is very lactose heavy. So I think on the the front end for me, it's a little sweet, which kind of dies off um, as I'm finishing my drink, um, and that sweetness is kind of not. The one th- the nice thing about like having a weird aftertaste or something different is that then you want to have more to get that first taste. And I really, yeah, I really like it. I um, and I think it delivers. I think it delivers what you promised. Um, again, it's fizzy, and the fizziness kind of is. I think the fizziness with the aftertaste. God, it starts off really good, and then I'm kind of like, eh, I'm gonna go good to very good. I think. It's probably it's it's my least favorite one of the styles. I guess I shouldn't say that out loud, but whatever. Yeah. Well, no. That's. I mean, yeah. You can't I mean, like them all. No, yeah, no. You're the brewer. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, you can't. But like, I mean, how many beers do you brew that you don't really care for, but you're trying to meet a mark that you know the customer's going to like? Oh, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, there are definitely beer styles that uh, I personally don't like. Uh, I appreciate all different styles of beer. Um, specifically, when we get into yeast. Um, Yeast is the main flavor driver for most beers, all beer. And there are a lot of yeast strains that um, just don't sit well with me. Sometimes it's the fermentation temperatures and the esters that they produce at those temperatures. that are just flavors I personally don't like. Um, so specifically Belgian beers, which is going to be a hot topic working at this brewery, uh, where we do produce a lot of Belgian beers. Um, I've come to appreciate them, but they're just not my favorite style of beer. I'm happy to brew them. I'm happy to learn more about it. Uh, but if I was going to choose myself a pint at the end of a shift, it's not going to be that. <laughs> so we've done the uh, the cream stout here, uh, pretty close uh, iteration of the same beer, uh, and replaced all of the hops in the boil with um, Japanese matcha to make a cream matcha stout. And I think it's a phenomenal beer. Yeah, that sounds really good. I might be able to find some. I hope you can. Okay. All right. I know, I know where it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you work here? All right. So um, one of the ones we brought from home is the Temple Oatmeal Stout, which apparently uh, round two or seven or however many of times that you guys have done this is coming out. And actually what you were doing in the back was? Was adding coffee into the bright tank to uh, transfer the beer onto. So we'll keep the beer on the coffee for three days and then we'll package it. And next week uh, we'll have some fresh Temple Coffee Stout. I just realized that the beer is also going to be a little fizzier than normal because I'm not pouring it from like a, a height of like four feet above the glasses, which is what I usually like to do. I also like I like the sky pour. I'm a fan of the sky pour. It's like the sky hook, only only better. All right, so um, we are expecting coffee. Temple's a local uh, coffee uh, maker here in Sacramento or the Sacramento region. Uh, this one, the can is uh, is is black, um, with um, Roman numerals on the side. Any idea what the fifteen means? I believe it was Temple's fifteenth anniversary when this beer was made. Ah, uh, that's a good guess. Is yeah. Uh, yeah, celebrating fifteen years. Yeah, see if I kept reading. <laughs> see, I just like to try to just see how much how well you're paying attention. Apparently, you are. Enjoy our toasty, smooth oatmeal stout infused with Temple's anniversary blend, consisting of three Central American coffees. Are any of them the Kopi Luwak? Ooh, I'm not going to remember which coffees exactly were in the, that's the bag. The, just said anniversary blend. That's the one that the uh, the varmints um, oh, eat. eat. Oh, and, and then it's out. excrement. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. It's uh-huh. unfortunately not that. I don't think we could uh-huh. afford that. Yeah, I've had I've had one, and um, I won't have it again. I don't, again, I don't think yeah. I can afford it. It was it, yeah. It was just um, it was just the thought that I'm drinking something that in some way had a relationship at one point with with an animal's insides. I yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I'm also kind of a kind of a sissy. So, yeah. all right. I'm with you. 
so this the the aroma certainly um is you know it's coffee but it's also it's it's also like akin in some ways to a um to like a barrel aged I'm not sure why. Uh, I think it's almost got a bit of a pepper note. Um, I'm not sure if that's because the coffee, because it's it's a bit of an older beer. Um, it did not taste like that initially. Um, it definitely has a little bit of a, of a peppery note to it. I still get a lot of coffee. Um, Was there sweetness added to it? There is no lactose in this beer. Is there any maple syrup? There is no maple syrup. No, no honey, no maple syrup, none of that good stuff. Uh, I think there's probably a small amount of dextrose in there, but but not much at 6.6%. We definitely try to steer away from um, just adding bags of dextrose into our beers. We, we generally um, do all of our gravity adjustments with grain. Huh, because it's, it's it tastes to me really sweet. Is it supposed to be? I don't think so. Um, I mean, I think it's supposed to, to be pretty like 10-12 finishing gravity, I think. 10-12, 10-10. Um, so it's supposed to be fairly dry, uh, and there is no secondary sugar added, like unfermentable sugar, uh, like lactose or anything. Huh. I'm going to try something just for fun. I'm going to okay. pour some water in a glass, and I'm going to drink it. Generally, when I drink water in between beers, it just makes the beer bitter. Which is the same reason I don't eat when I drink. Huh. I'm guessing I'm. I do I have? No, yeah, no, that one's cold. That one came out of the bag. That's one I already had. Yeah, I um. I'm getting a little bit of coffee at the end, but I'm not getting a whole lot. Yeah, I feel like I'm tasting coffee in the front, but uh, for me, the driving flavor in this one right now is pepper and spice, which is not uh, how the beer was, you know, eight months ago or in November when it was originally packaged. Uh, yeah, I would think age has maybe gotten a little a little of the best of that. Um, you definitely don't want your beer sitting on the adjuncts such as coffee for, for an extended period of time. Obviously, it's been pulled off of the coffee. Um, but, yeah, it's got a little bit of a pepper pepper note to it. It's still – so, like, I guess, like, my if – if I have a gripe, it's that I'm not getting, like, the flavor kind of that I'm expecting. Oh, it's oatmeal. Yeah. That's, so that's going to make it smooth pretty much right there, right? So there is a lot of, there are uh, quite a few oats in there. Yeah, let's remember all the ingredients. Yeah, flaked oats. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember everything yeah, I did. Yeah, it says it right on the can. Oh, oatmeal. oatmeal stuff. Yeah, oh, all yeah. right. Well, now it makes a lot of sense. I'm like, why is it so smooth? Why is it so creamy? Well, I don't want to mention the mouthfeel, but Ow! there's some mouthfeel there with all the oatmeal. No, there's not. There's no mouthfeel. A decent amount there. of uh, white wheat in there as well. White weed? White, white wheat. Oh, that's an inside joke. There we do. Oh, yeah, was, <laughs> the wheat weed thing. Is, I was going to say, is that, uh, is that? Well, it's legal now, I guess. Yeah. All right. I don't think I'm going to throw 100 pounds into the next yeah. batch of beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I like it. It's it's definitely good. Um, just for the yeah, I uh, for the taste for the taste alone, it's good to very good. I wish there was more coffee. I wish there was too, and I think that's something that kind of falls off with time. The same with. You know, hop profiles in, in the hoppier beers will fall off after, uh, I mean, I'll personally notice it after 30 days, uh, depending on the brewer. And I think it's the same with the coffee. It's just not as a pronounced flavor six months, eight months on. So it's really the fault of Bob Moffat's beer fridge. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I've got a beer fridge full of beers from like, you know, I mean, COVID's been stupid. So yeah. um, I've been, if something comes out and I get it, but then I've also been, you know, I had... 23 credits last semester and right, so then fun. trying to like you know paint the house and get everything done and like i've still got a fridge full of beer and so now i'm like trying to like get a lot of them out the door and then um yeah so it's still it's under a year though so oh, cool. but, yes all right. yeah sure. all right i'm gonna go good very good that's central american coffee i i'm getting coffee just in the smell mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're not lying it's not that overpowering though is it I expected a coffee punch after that smell. Yeah, it's a Red Bull vodka type thing. Yeah, yeah it's kind of the stout version of that. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought when I took a sip was this is Jaeger Red Bull. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm afraid not. I, I assume. Um, it's been a while since I had a Jaeger Red Bull. Yes. I don't know yeah. where you guys are going, <laughs> but it's been a while. The hill people. Uh, that's still, uh, still <laughs> 
<laughs> it's still a thing. All right. So uh, who wants to go first? No, I'll go first. Um, yeah, you definitely, you can definitely taste the, uh, the coffee and uh, it is not overpowering. Would that be the oatmeal take, taking down that, uh, that taste a little bit, but it is, it's, it's very, it's very drinkable. And if, yes, if you like coffee and you like stouts, this is, this one's for you. Um, I'm going to give this a good only because I do not like uh, cold room temperature coffee. That's just a personal choice. I'm not an iced coffee guy, but it's very, it's, it is good. Okay. So uh, Joey. Yeah. Um, I gotta be honest. I don't know what to make with make of this. I don't know if I'd still, um, I, I, like, I think my palate's confused. Um, I, to me, I'm getting more of an oatmeal stout. I'm not, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe in there is some coffee. I just, cause I can't, my, my palate can't figure out the coffee. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm having a difficult time with this. That's not to say I don't enjoy it. Um, but right at this, this moment, I, I'm getting more oatmeal than I am coffee. At least I am. Um, but I enjoy it. I like it. And because of that, I have to say it's a good, um, very drinkable, very, I mean, it, it's real, it's, it's good. Um, maybe, you know, if this is all the first taste of it, you know, I might be getting more coffee, but, um, Nevertheless, it's still something that I that I really that I really like. But uh, uh, because I can't figure out what's what's there, whether it's oatmeal or coffee, I'm going to go with the good. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely can smell the coffee. I really like the aroma of this, um, but I don't get an overpowering coffee taste. I have a hint of it. So for me, it's a it's an oatmeal stout with a hint of coffee, which unlike Chris, I I'm a coffee fiend. Um, it's actually a requirement to live in Portland. Um, and I love iced coffee too. So I, I really enjoy this. Um, and I think on this one, I'd probably go very good. So the beer fairy just flew in from the bar. Um, uh, what's the beer fairy's name? Um, uh, her name is Evie. Evie. All right. Evie. We, we love Evie. Evie brought us an Omnib. Onibi. B. That's what I said. Um, Onibi Beer Company, Matcha We. I'm guessing that's We or is that Oni? Matcha Oni. Oni? It could be a We. It could be a U. It could be Uni. It could be a a U or an N. I don't know. Anyway, it's a Matcha Cream Stout, which is the first of its kind probably anywhere and at least the first of its kind on the the podcast. Uh, 6.1% alcohol by volume. Uh, The can has a sort of... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy devil horned thing on the front, which looks demonic. Um, but at least it's not black. Uh, the, the, you know, the whole can isn't like black, you know, yeah. like, oh, death and despair. Uh, it's green and then more black or death and despair. So the Oni is considered a demon or ogre. Well, they misspelled ogre. Yeah. Shall we tell them? No. All right. So it's a uh, <laughs> it's a demon, orge, or troll. <laughs> they are popular creatures on Japanese art, literature, and theater. That's okay. I was on my website yesterday and realized I had misspelled. I don't know. I'd, I'd screwed up an N and an O and a U and an S, and it even had like the red squiggly line under it. And I still just blew right by it and posted Whatever. it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Um, Oni are one of the greatest icons in the Japanese folklore. How's your what's your Oni knowledge? Uh, zero. Okay, good. I'll keep reading. <laughs> they stand taller than the tallest man and come in many varieties, commonly depicted with colored skin, wild hair, two or more horns, and fang-like tusks. Um, all right. So, um, who's brewed and canned in partnership with Jack Rabbit Brewing Company in West Sacramento? That would be you. That so, would be us. Tell us about this thing. Uh, so, this is actually um, an experimental beer uh, we've made in partnership with uh, Unibi beer. Um, all of their beer is actually produced here by us at Jackrabbit Brewing. Um, so we wanted to experiment um, using some of the, the cream stout uh, base and replacing the hops that were in that with um, matcha, which is a Japanese green tea uh, that imparts a lot of strong tea flavors and also some bitterness. Um, yeah. 
contains caffeine. Yeah. 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 How does that work? Like with the coffee and the tea, does the caffeine stay? Yes. Yeah. So the caffeine for all of that that stuff is just like making cold brew. Um, so as you're soaking your beans on top of uh, your beer, that beer will absorb the caffeine from that. It's in a lot larger volume, so it's not as much caffeine as a cup of coffee, but there's still caffeine in it. So it's sort of like the demonic, like the miniature demonic version of, of like Jaeger and Red Bull. Yeah, if it was like 95% Red Bull and, or 95% Jaeger and 2% Red Bull and then a chunk of ice. Uh, wow, the uh, the smell is unusual. I think you used the word the, the word peppery earlier, and maybe I've just got that stuck in my head. But I'm kind of I'm kind of getting that, and then the taste is it's otherworldly, which matches the uh, the little critter that we got here on the on the can. Yeah, so this is um, having just processed, you know, twenty five kilos of uh, matcha tea. It smells a lot to me like matcha. The first flavor that I get from the beer is matcha. It does have a, a fairly heavy dose of lactose in it to kind of smooth it out, add a little sweetness because the tea is fairly bitter. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting experimental beer. Yeah, it's um, the thing that I like about it is that it is definitely a different taste. I'm really not sure if I'm crazy about it, but I still also know that I'm drinking a beer. It's not like one of those like Merlot-infused things where you're like, okay, I don't like wine to begin with, and now you've put it in a beer, and now I don't taste the beer, so what have I? What am I really doing? Yeah. So it's um, I like the it's I like the balance. It's right on the edge. Yeah, you know, as far as like you know, going for what you're aiming for, it's. I mean, it's excellent. As far as whether I like it or not, I'm still working on that. Yeah, understandable. Um, so I think this is made with, um, I think, Japanese, not I think, it's made with Japanese food in mind. Um, it was made uh, pretty much to go towards uh, Japanese restaurants. Um, and that was a flavor that we worked to get because they claimed it was a desirable flavor. Yeah, I, and just like, when you brought it up, I actually kind of like had like a flash of like sake, and I don't. There's no sake in it, but it definitely um, it has that kind of that kind of it's it's in that realm. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, that's it's, awesome. It's definitely um, at, when we first did it, it was a little bit outside of our comfort zone for the style. You know, we we definitely started uh, with a fairly large batch of this. You know, we didn't do. A pilot batch um we had a pretty good idea what we were shooting for and um i think we hit it on the first try of what we were actually looking for yeah, i'm pretty I, stoked on this beer you, i think you should be it's for the taste i mean i'd have another one so that's a good start i'd say it's the taste it's 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 good I mean, for what you're going for, though, it bumps it up to very good. So somewhere in that in that realm, it's uh, it's really it's really interesting. And that's I wish there was a better I wish our rating system was better equipped to handle really cool stuff like this because yeah. it's not you've just like totally gone right over our heads. Yeah, it's we went a little rogue with this one. You know, it's again not my not my favorite beer in the world, but uh, sometimes it's nice to go out and do something that's a little crazy, a little outside your comfort zone. Um, I think we try to do that not just with some of our styles, but with some of our other styles of beer. Um, we've done a yuzu wit beer pretty recently along the same vein of this, and it's another, you know, uh, not everybody's cup of beer, but it, it definitely hits the notes that we're going for. Oh, very cool. Okay, last one. Um, this is the Imperia. It comes in a red and gray can. It's 10.1% alcohol by volume. It is an Imperial, I'm guessing, just because of all the letters in the... Uh, either that or it's a primate. I'm not sure which. Um, all right, so, so tell me about it. So this is a Russian Imperial Stout. Um, we do sell this in 19.2-ounce cans, so it's nice for one of those uh, times you just want to have one beer and go get one beer, but you don't want a 12-ounce beer. <laughs> so what, uh, what went into it? Um, so this is another one of those uh, no-lactose beers. This is just a pretty straight-up Russian Imperial Stout. Um, it should 
drink uh, not boozy, but right on the edge of being kind of boozy. God, the first pull, there's like no booze at all. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, a minute. wait a minute. It's on my tongue. Now it's on my tongue. Yeah. Yeah, it's starting to tingle a little bit. But that's like, I mean, that's like two two seconds after like the first the first taste. And you're like, oh, hey, this is really, yeah, that could be dangerous. Yeah. So this is definitely a uh, contender for some of our barrel-aged beers. Uh, we definitely like these bigger beers to put into uh, spear barrels. So what will come off of this? Uh, this is currently not in a barrel, um, but it is along the same vein of, of beers that we would put in. So 10 percenters that we're going to put into a barrel and maybe pick up another percent or 2% in the barrel. Right. So my, my tongue's tingling a little bit. Is that the alcohol or is that the pre-aforementioned pepper that I've now seized on is like, I know something about pepper and now I'm just going to go, oh yeah, it's peppery. But, oh, I think, but I it's, mean, but I, I mean, mean the, it might just be the booze. It might just be the booze. All right. <laughs> We're on beer four or five. I don't know. Um, five. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of chocolate. A little bit of nice, nice chocolatiness, nice, uh, dark beer i mean it's definitely roasty dark there is none of that unfermentable sugar such as lactose in there to kind of sweeten it back up it's kind of like a boozier version of the first one we had is it on pretty much <laughs> yes it's a lot it's a lot like that again it doesn't have the chalaka uh in there and it does have a stronger um dark malt base so we have more darker malts to create a, a darker beer so if you're looking at this and this under the light you'll be able to see through that uh and this one will be pretty black well it's uh yeah it's uh, i don't know if i've ever had an imperial that quite had that um that taste to it and again because you said pepper now i'm seizing on that but it's got it's kind of got that little um it's not tangy it's not tart but it's it's um i don't even know how to describe it besides peppery i mean it's it's got a little it's got a little bite to it yeah, I almost kind of smell a little boozy off the nose, and then um, it's definitely a big beer. I wouldn't want to have more than one of these. No, probably not. No. <laughs> Especially not if I was you know, needing to do anything. <laughs> heavy machinery, non-heavy machinery. Dishes. Uh, spell machinery. Yeah. Um, all right, so which one's your favorite? Um, my favorite is the matcha. Just because it's you know pretty far outside my, my comfort zone, and, um, and it's different. It's... It's definitely unlike any, you know, I've, I've made beer for 20 plus years and it's unlike any beer I've ever had anywhere in the world. I like the maple pecan, but I like, I like sweet. So I, I would, um, I like sweet and boozy and that's, uh, I like that one. I like the, so that's probably my favorite. I, I like the full saucer cream. Um, the can art too is phenomenal. Um, the matcha is like not, still not sure what to do with that. Um, and the Imperia's, uh, yeah, no, the Imperia's, the Imperia's there. It's just, I mean, they're all, they're all good beers. They're all, this is a, this is a good brewery. Appreciate <laughs> this that. This is a, <laughs> definitely a good, very good in, um, in, and in, in tickling with excellent brewery. That's, um, yeah, that's a, that's a nice flight right really, there for one place. Yeah, I really appreciate that. We put a lot into it, uh, especially over the last couple of years, we put a lot of effort and in, in work into it. So we think we have a great team here you know we're pretty small uh we have a great team everybody knows what they're doing we're pretty comfortable with each other and we're having a good time um you know i guess um, since it looks like we're going to go around again with uh with you know the covid monster what do we what do we know now that we didn't know a year ago or a year and a half ago that we're going to be able to sail through whatever's coming on i i think um as far as how to get your product out to customers I think a lot of people are now not focused on the on-premise as much as getting beer into cans and getting it out to more retail locations where people can find it, such as your grocery stores or um, liquor stores. You know, a lot of the liquor laws have kind of loosened as far as allowing delivery from certain places. Um, so yeah, I think we've kind of shifted uh, pretty seamlessly into being able to can a lot of our offerings. Um, that might be why you might struggle to find us in a keg at your favorite um, tap room. Um, we still do a lot of that, but our focus has definitely shifted to uh, making sure we can get beer in cans and get it out to customers while it's still pretty fresh. Right. Where are you guys available? 
Well, we're available from uh, San Francisco um, through Sacramento, I believe. We're up to Tahoe. Uh, we go down through the Central Valley. Um, our distributors are um, Waterloo Distributing and Sungold Distributing. Uh, and then we do some self-distribution here through the brewery. Do you do any Southern California? Because I'm almost positive I picked this one up somewhere down a little farther south. I'm not sure we go south of Bakersfield. But, again, I make beer, so I don't really know much about selling beer. I'm not allowed around money, so I don't know. <laughs> it's good to know. Wait a minute. Where's my wallet? <laughs> I don't know. That's the, uh, the last of the uh, Jackrabbit brewing. And so we have one more. Uh, which we did not um, give Mike Stone just because uh, he was uh, generous with his time, overly so, and so we wanted to just, well, we're kind of shoehorning this one in. Uh, this will be fun to edit later. Um, so we have Valley of Plenty Mason Ale Works, which has a sunset uh, mm. blue and pink design on it with a mountain. Uh, looks like some desert uh, action going on. Crafted using coffee from Iverson Coffee Roasters. So uh, Mason Ale Works also did a um, a cash um, something or other stout, and this is a golden stout. So we can weigh in and say uh, whether we think a golden stout is actually a stout or not. I am of the opinion that it's basically not. I think it's a I think it's a weird kind of lager, but um, regardless, they uh, they do their best to confuse you and make you think that you're drinking a stout, even though you're not. So it's kind of like uh, like an Impossible Burger. So I don't know who's uh, who's had some. Who wants to go? That would be me. I'll go. Um, I don't smell anything really from it. I kind of kind of smell. Not coffee. I'm not sure what it is. Um, well, it says it's golden style with maple syrup and blueberry. Are you getting that? No. No. <laughs> I'm getting, is it lactose? I'm getting that. And that's kind of like what you, you get a lot of with the, what I've noticed there. Uh, Bob with these golden stouts is, is heavy on the lactose. Got to thicken it up to make it kind of give it that creaminess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not getting blueberries. No. I, uh, and the normal will serve. It's not bad. It's, I mean, it's a, I think it's fine beer. No, I like I it. Yeah, I don't know if it's a stout, though. I, I think you're right. Well, I, this is where we go to the conversation of what makes a stout a stout. Is it the color? Is it the, is it the, right. the malt, right? I mean, well, the just, malt. right. Ralston malts, right? That's what's, and, and, and is it just because they put the name stout on it and they thicken it up with whatever it is that they've thickened it up, they call it a stout? I don't, I, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I'm not getting any blueberry or the maple syrup. Mm-mm. And I'm like, I like Joey on the last one. My taste buds are very confused. Yeah. It, it just strikes me like a really good, a really good lager without the hops finish. But I see what you're saying here. It's uh, crafted using coffee from Iverson Coffee Roasters. That's also on the label. But I don't have any, I don't see any, I, I'm not getting any hint of coffee here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're getting none of the taste that they're delivering, but it's fairly enjoyable. So I'm, yeah. I mean, I like it. I just don't think it's a stout. So I'd go good to very good. I think it's, I'd definitely have another one. Yeah. It's a golden stout, Bob, not just a stout. Great. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, that's, uh, I guess that's, no, it's, it's a golden stout. Oh, okay. All right, nap, go. Uh, it's, it is. I, I, I enjoy it. Um, it's not bad, but yeah, it's, I'm not getting the blueberry. I'm not getting nipple syrup. I'm a little confused, but it is very drinkable for, and it's, it's good. I was I was expecting a stout when they didn't deliver. That's my whole thing. All right, Glenn, 40 seconds left in the recording. Can we make it? Lies. Lies, lies, and more lies. I think they put the wrong label on this can of beer. Um but yeah, it's it's like a it's like a good lager. Uh I'll give it a good. It's quite enjoyable to drink, but their lies hurt me. Okay, Joey. I'm gonna say good, because I like it. But uh yeah, I'm like What's what makes a stout a stout, golden stout, whatever? It's like all the other golden stouts. Um, but still, I like it. So it's good.
I think that does it. Um, cool. Yeah. So, uh, Mike Stone, brewer. Yes. Yeah. Jack Rabbit Brewing Company, West Sacramento. Thank you for your time. Thanks for running us through these. Oh, hey, anytime. Really appreciated having you guys. Sorry it didn't work out for the last couple of years, but stoked you're here and happy to have you back next time. Stoked for here too. Oh, the albums. What's up with the albums? Oh, actually, those albums. Uh, do we actually are, play them? Uh, yeah, you actually on can. What? And they're all for sale. There's a record player at the bar, oh. and um, they're all for sale. I think they're only $2 each, so you can get Peter Frampton, I'm In You, for $2. <laughs> What's that song about, Mike? I'm in you. You're in me. Dude, it's a song. It's a it's a podcast about alcohol. Of course, yeah. kids don't listen. Oh, uh, you never know. <laughs> there are no children listening to this show. All right, um, all right. So for Joey Gonzalez, Chris Knapp, Gwen Krim. He's Mike Stone. I'm Bob Moffin. And uh, this wraps up another episode of the Stoutcast podcast. Just a reminder, uh, thank you for listening wherever you're listening now. But there's also a website. We have a beer list, which has all 200 and however many odd beers we have on it, uh, as well as a list of the brewers and the episodes and a Cliff Notes version of each episode and each what we thought about each beer. So it's really, and then there's the audio portion, which you are now listening to. But that's also, you can go back and listen to that on the website. And that's stoutcast.com. So once again, thank you, and we'll catch you next time on Stoutcast. <laughs>